0: Chapter 28 of the Story of Manhattan by Charles Hemstreet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 28 The British Failed to Sweep Everything Before Them. On the fourth day after the Battle of Harlem Heights, the soldiers of England were making themselves comfortable in New York when a great fire broke out. It swept over the city and five hundred houses crumbled and fell in ashes before it was controlled. Almost the entire western part of the city was consumed, St. Paul's Chapel being the only building of importance that was saved. Almost all who favored the American cause had fled, but a few remained, and there was a hint that these had started the fire. The British soldiers were angered when they saw the city they had just entered burning and while the flames roared and the houses fell, they rushed about and in their rage dashed out the brains of the citizens who sought to beat back the flames from their homes. But it was afterward learned that the fire had started in quite an accidental manner. A little while after this, General Howe moved with the greater part of the British army up the East River and sailing on past the island of Manhattan landed on the mainland beyond, in Westchester. In this way, the British were in the rear of the Americans, and within a few days the two armies coming together, a battle was fought, in which the Americans were defeated. Washington and his men then retreated into New Jersey. General Howe next attacked Fort Washington, a high and rocky point on the banks of the Hudson River, on a line with the present 178th Street. There were 3,000 men here, all the American soldiers who were now on the island, and they held such a high and well-fortified position that they thought themselves quite safe. They doubtless would have been, had not one of their number, William de Mont, turned traitor. He told the British just how many men there were, and just how the fortress should be attacked and the british stormed the fort as the traitor directed and took it and every one of the soldiers who had not been killed was made prisoner this ended the actual fight for liberty in new york but outside of new york the war went bravely on washington in new jersey kept up the fight but the winter came on and his army suffered exceedingly it had come to be a very small army by this time for they were poorly fed and ill-clothed, and seldom had any sort of shelter. Nevertheless, Washington gained many victories in New Jersey, and maneuvered his little army so well, that the whole world, hearing of his achievements, was forced to recognize him as a great general. New York was the headquarters of the British army in America, and the residence of its chief officers. The city was as thoroughly British as it had before been American, and it was as much as life was worth even to hint of an interest in the American cause. Early in the next year, 1777, those who had the making of the laws for the new state of New York met in secret, and chose George Clinton as their first governor. The other colonies had formed themselves into states, and the new nation grew stronger, day by day, commissioners were sent to the european courts to ask aid for the united states many young french noblemen thrilled at the idea of fighting for liberty came to america as volunteers and by their knowledge of war gave valuable assistance to the american officers the name of the marquis de lafayette stands out prominently as the chief of these volunteers he was not yet twenty years old but fitted out a vessel at his own expense and crossed the ocean to offer his services he asked to be enlisted as a volunteer and to serve without pay but he was soon appointed a major-general when it had come to be july of this year there was some fighting in the north for the british general burgoyne came down from canada he intended to meet the army under howe which was marching northward and the two armies were to sweep everything before them. Burgoyne defeated the Americans led by General Philip Schuyler in several battles. Just at this time, General Schuyler's command was given to General Gates. Now, Gates followed the plans that had been made by Schuyler with the result that Burgoyne and his entire force of six thousand men surrendered at Saratoga. This settled one branch of the British army the other branch, under General Howe, took possession of Philadelphia, but the defeat of Burgoyne at Saratoga put an end to their hopes of sweeping everything before them. In the last month of the year, Washington and his army took up winter quarters at Valley Forge, so as to keep a close watch upon the British in Philadelphia. End of chapter 28